This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiel Saleh and Hany Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and happy Wednesday to everyone tuning in to us right now. I hope you're all having a blessed afternoon and excited to find out about the latest that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world. Lots and lots is in store on today's show as we talk about WhatsApp being now a new way for us to book our COVID-19 vaccinations right here in the UAE. Yes, now we do know that WhatsApp was under fire a lot, but again, this just goes to show that everyone uses WhatsApp and it's not going anywhere. But also in the UAE, we're talking about a new digital number plate that will alert police and even display messages. Yes, indeed. Talk about innovation when it comes to police cars nowadays. Coming up on today's show, if you don't necessarily like how your nose looks like or have lost your sense of smell, don't worry because apparently there's a brand new technology that can give you a new digital nose and an and even give you back your sense of smell. Yes, and we're also talking about Instagram's two-factor security, which may soon use WhatsApp for authentication. Now, already just reading that headline, I know there's going to be a lot of uh, security uh, measures that will uh, kind of be unfortunately breached. Yes, indeed. Coming up on today's show, one thing we have lots of right here in the UAE are deserts. And in deserts, we have some sand. So what if we can make the most out of this sand and use it to try and hold on to every water droplet we can whenever it rains? Because today we're going to be talking about breathable sand that was actually invented by a couple of researchers and will be implemented in the UAE pretty soon. Yes, yeah, so keep all 95 Law. We're taking a short break. But when we come back, we're talking about how you can book your COVID-19 vaccination via What's up? Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, you can now book your COVID-19 vaccination via What's up right here in the UAE and more specifically in Dubai. Now, we do know that we want anything to make our life easier to the maximum. And now we're looking at how we can actually vaccinate ourselves and book an appointment via WhatsApp. Yes, indeed. And it's never been easier to get your COVID-19 vaccination in Dubai because the Dubai Health Authority have actually started taking appointments over a WhatsApp number. And all users have to do is go ahead and punch 800-342 into their contacts and send the message hi. Once you do that, an automated chatbot application will be running around the clock and it will be used to book slots for you at any of the Dubai Health Authority facilities in Dubai. Yes, now users will then receive a confirmation message with the name of the center, date and timing of their appointment. So be sure to have your medical record number at hand as this is a prerequisite to access this type of service. Now, this new service will actually bolster the vaccination drive that is happening right here in the UAE. Now, thankfully to the UAE government, we have been getting vaccinated and I know a lot of people who have the vaccine. It's it's very rare now to hear someone saying, I don't have the vaccine, I'm not vaccinated. So they're kind of uh, trying to get the last couple of people vaccinated and making it easier for them with this initiative. Absolutely. And we know how efficient artificial intelligence can be to make sure that no two people get the same appointment, that every person gets the slot that fits their time schedule best. So make sure you go ahead and try it out yourself. All you have to do is punch in or just save as a contact this number 800-342 and text hi and then you can go ahead and continue your booking. Now what's interesting is right here in the UAE, more specifically in Dubai, starting from the 6th of June, there will be 
more restrictions that are being eased off, whether it was for concerts, uh, theater um, performances, or even weddings. So only people who are fully vaccinated would be able to go to to these events so it's best for people to start getting the vaccine a it's just for your own safety in today's day and age and especially now if someone is not vaccinated that's kind of become the less normal thing the majority of the people are vaccinated yes so when you do get the vaccine obviously you will have easier uh, restrictions and restrictions will be eased off you can attend public events and right here in the uae actually uh, i do believe the asian cup qualifiers uh, will be uh, hosted here in the uae uh, I do believe Series G, and uh, there's actually going to be a uh, attendance of people who do love football and want to uh, uh, support the UAE national team, and you can do it, but there's going to be a 30% capacity. Mm. But the thing that they want those people to be attending, they want them to have the vaccine. So if you have the vaccine, you can go and attend and support our national football team. Yes, indeed. So make sure you go ahead and get that job, especially if you didn't yet. And don't don't delay it because a lot of people have actually been catching the COVID-19 virus and then wishing they that they, ha- they went ahead and got the both doses of the vaccine, especially because it takes some time for your body to build the immunity after the second dose has been taken. Let us know your thoughts. And if you've tried this service yourself, once again, if you want to try it out and you live in Dubai, all you have to do is save the number 800-342 onto your contacts list. And then you have an automated chatbot ready to book your your COVID-19 job for you. Yes, we're going to be taking a short break. But when we come back, we're talking about a new digital number plate that will alert police and even display messages. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We're going to be right back. You're listening to Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. The next time you come across a police car right here in the UAE, you might just find it in a new look because digital plates are actually now being rolled out for every police car right here in the UAE. And the digital number plate will actually alert you if there's an accident ahead, if something is wrong with the road, and you'll find out exactly why there is traffic on the road even before you get there because this digital plate will let you know exactly what's going on. Yes, now once that digital number plate is installed, it will be activated by the Transport Authority and will be connected to the police department as well. Now, it is actually... It does actually implement RFID technology. You can even pay for static parking fees and even fill the tank through a digital wallet, which will be linked to the bank account or credit card of said driver. Now, I'm looking at how this can be used to make our lives so much easier. Now, we do know that if I, for example, want to top up static, I need to go to a different app. If I want to pay for my parking, I got to go for a different app. I have to open up, open up my text messages. Mm-hmm. If I have to pay for my gas, I have to take out my credit card or cash. But now we're looking at everything being used in one place. Yes, indeed. And this digital vehicle plate number has a lot of functions. You know, once it's installed, it will, just like you mentioned, honey, be activated by the Transport Authority. And then only the government will be authorized to change the display on the plate so the government will be able to send certain messages to motorists if there's something on the road through that digital vehicle plate number which will be connected to every driver's mobile so any message that the government wants to send you they'll send it to the to the number plate through a sim card that is used for the internet of things and then that message will go on to every driver's mobile so this way the government can go ahead and communicate both with the driver and the motorists around the car because the message will be displayed on the number plate 
Also, in the case of fog or in the case of any accident, motorists will also be alerted through that digital vehicle plate number. It's also going to have different features that will allow people to, just like you mentioned, Hani, uh, ease their way of using the car, especially if you're in the uh, Emirate of Dubai, paying for Salik, going through your digital wallet, filling tank. It's going to become so much easier. Yes, now those also digital car plates can carry advertisements as well. And the authorities actually may allow a part of revenue from advertisements to actually go to the vehicle owner. So you can actually make a couple of dirhams. You can make some money because uh, if, you, if you install this. And there's actually estimated to be around 5.5 million vehicles in the UAE. So there is a very, very big market to play with. But if uh, you do try to remove this digital uh, car, plate number card, uh, you the sensors actually will alert police and they will know that you removed it. So uh, it wouldn't be the best idea to remove it. You don't want the police calling you saying, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Now, there are six major things that everyone should know about that digital number plate before it starts being rolled out everywhere. If you see it and if you see that there's a police, uh, that there's a car accident displayed on that plate number, please know that this is the police's way of alerting you that there is an accident on the road. And there's one big advice that police officers always hope that motorists know when there's an accident, don't slow down just because you want to see what's going on in the road. Keep moving, keep moving forward, because that's the only way to cut down congestion. Also, in the case of a fog, you will be alerted about it through that digital plate number. They're going to also be displaying different messages for the convenience of every motorist around it. It will have RFID technology, so you can go ahead and pay Salik parking fee and fuel through that digital plate if you, as a citizen right here in the UAE, choose to buy it as well. And different sensors will send alerts in case the number plate is removed also it can be used to display ads so it's a win-win situation for those who own small businesses and want to make the most out of those digital plate numbers yes you pretty much have everything in one place we're going to be taking a short break but when we come back we're talking about the sense of smell Pulse 95. check this out check this out if you can't smell, well, now you can. <laughs> That's it. That's the segment wow, for today. Wow, great. <laughs> because AI is, del- is developing a sense of smell, and that means you can soon have a digital nose. Now, uh, apparently, a lot of people can't smell. They, they, they don't have the sense of smell. I didn't yeah. know that until recently. But now, a startup that does use AI and digital olfication technology to mimic the human sense of smell is helping their customers turn odor data into actionable information. Yes, indeed. And a lot of people may think, you know, machines can't smell, but plot twist, they actually can. And now we will be surprised by how many artificial intelligence have much have been invented to help us regain that sense of smell, especially if we have lost it. You'd be really surprised uh, by how many practical ca- use cases are there for this technology especially because digital olfication works in a very similar way to how our natural sense of smell actually works so our human nose works by processing every molecule of smell or odor that we come across whether it's released organically or inorganically so once a certain smell is released the odor evaporates and that makes it possible for us to inhale it and 
be able to experience it through our nose. But then those odors also stimulate certain nerves in our body, certain nerves in our nose. And once these nerves are damaged, we lose that sense of smell. So what scientists and researchers have decided to do is to reproduce that sense of smell digitally. So the digital olfication or the digital sense of smell will mimic the way humans smell by capturing those odors by using biosensors. And then they use software solutions to analyze and display that odor data. So the AI basically interprets the smell for you and classifies it based on a database that has already been fed into the system that can tell you exactly what this smell is. Yes, now uh, it does seem quick and easy. And again, uh, sense of smell is very important. Sense of smell uh, helps us taste but let's talk about the practical use cases for digital olfaction and how this can actually all be turned into a valuable insight for companies. Now, odor analytics can help companies do things like engineer the perfect new car smell in the automotive industry. Now, a lot of people can associate a car maker or a car brand with a certain smell. And if you drive a BMW or a Mercedes, you will know that there's a certain smell in these type of cars that cannot be mimicked in any type of car, even after years and years of use. And it can also predict when maintenance needs to be done in the industrial or automotive equipment, automatically detect food spoilage in consumer appliances, and even reject or approve raw material supply. So we're looking at there's a lot of uses when it does come to a digital nose. And again, uh, I do believe that it will even enhance marketing as well, because uh, just imagine this, imagine like you type into Google tangy, sweet, uh, uh, kind of sweet smell. Yeah. Right. Now the AI already knows because it's being actually fed or yes, know, yeah, it's being fed, yeah. it fed smells. Exactly. Believe it or not. Absolutely. So the creator of this technology actually fed about 500 signature smells into the database. That you know they range from the smell of a new car to the smell of cigarettes to the smell of smoke to the smell of raspberries, coffee, diesel, you name it. So she actually built an entire library of smells. And this library was built through machine learning. So the, the artificial nose can actually be used by companies to, let's say, be able to manufacture unique perfumes. And as, as we know, you know, smells are very hard to describe. There is no formula, there is no empirical data to tell you exactly what a smell is like. So the only alternative is to be able to reproduce that smell or reproduce that sense of smell through artificial intelligence. So mm. although you can't go and necessarily install a digital nose, at least not yet, you can use it as a company to be able to allow those around you, to allow customers to find out exactly what something is going to be smelling like. Mm -hmm. Now I'm looking at this in the long term. Again, uh, this is just the beginning of uh, the new technology. Now imagine if we put a robot, uh, that now a robot can have a sense of smell, a robot <laughs> can now see, a robot can do it now a lot of things. So if they want to turn on us, it's even better now. They'll know if we're trying to burn them because they can smell uh, the smell the of smoke, smoke or the smell of gasoline while I'm pouring it on them. But again, uh, we're looking at how uh, one day it might actually be scary and we will be scared of robots. No, I'm joking. There's no reason to be scared of robots. But let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it or on Instagram at Pulse95Radio. If you would like to have a digital nose or if you can smell in general, I actually have a friend that cannot smell, unfortunate for him. But our text lines are open. We're taking a short break. But when we come back, we're talking about Instagram. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. 
What's worth a click and download? We've always known that Instagram and WhatsApp are basically two sisters or a sister and a brother with one each with one with one another. So Mark Zuckerberg is trying to make the most out of this relationship by linking both together when it comes to security. Because now you can actually go ahead and use two-factor authentication with Instagram by receiving the passcode on WhatsApp. Yes, now two-factor authentication is a security feature that does help protect the user's Instagram account and even password. Now, if the user does set up the two-factor authentication, they will then receive a notification or even be asked to enter a special login code when someone is trying to log into their account from a device the app does not recognize. Now, if the user does opt for this to authentication via WhatsApp, they will receive the passcode on WhatsApp along with an SMS. However, the new feature will be optional. Again, I don't feel like this will be the smartest idea because we've seen that WhatsApp accounts have been compromised before. It's very easy to spoof a WhatsApp number. I have spoofed the number back in 2013. I used yeah. my friend's number as a joke. Uh, to actually to pull a prank on some friends back in a group <laughs> chat. That was back in 2013. I don't know how uh, sufficient uh, the WhatsApp uh, spoofing is now. But again, I'm looking at how this could be manipulated to take control over another user's account. Yes, indeed. Now, in the screenshots that were displayed regarding this feature, there's an option for the user to go ahead and select WhatsApp as the medium to receive their passcode from. And we've always heard about two-factor authentication being the way to go, especially amidst the rise of online scams that we've seen recently. There has been a lot of online scams using different methods, whether it was text messages. WhatsApp was actually used as part of one online scam. Uh, People were basically hacking into your account, sending you an OTP, and asking for that OTP. So two-factor authentication is very helpful when it comes to protecting your account, but I'm not sure how beneficial it would be just taking by WhatsApp's history. So if as a user you decide to go ahead and set up the two-factor authentication, you'll receive the notification uh, or just be asked to enter a special login code when someone tries logging into the account from a device that the application does not recognize. If you go ahead and opt for it, you'll receive that passcode on WhatsApp alongside the SMS. However, this new feature will be optional, which is great to hear, especially if people are worried of privacy concerns. Yes, now reports do kind of uh, kind of indicate that this could actually be beneficial for the future. Now, after WhatsApp does introduce support for multiple devices for a single account, using this feature, Instagram users will be able to get the two-factor authentication passcode on any of the devices running WhatsApp and will not rely on the primary device completely. Now, the screenshots did hint at one of the features of multiple device support, and the website also did share images of the process of syncing messages between two devices. Now, for now, even beta users of the application cannot use this feature, but it does hint that WhatsApp is gearing up towards a beta launch soon. Now, we are we kind of uh, heard about it for a while now that WhatsApp uh, does want to let you use the same account on multiple devices if I have let's say two phones one for work or, or and one for personal I can kind of switch between work and personal on the same device let us know your guys thoughts 4215 do it slot or on Instagram pulse 95 radio we want to be taking a short break but when we come back we're talking about breathable sand what is breathable sand well we're going to be telling you guys in just a bit you're, you're listening, listening to pulse 95 pulse 95 check this out Check this out. Pulse 95. 
Before we jump in and tell you guys about breathable sand, let's talk about something crazy, something very, very actually, uh, believe it or not, I was thinking about it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. While I was, uh, so I went on board, I like to go on Snap Maps and look around the maps and uh, find out things. And I found an island uh, just off the coast of Charge. And I was like, wow, what's this island? What is this island? <laughs> it's called the Ser Buner Island. Right? Yes, it and takes me back to a social studies class back in school. <laughs> yes, it's a very historical island and it yeah. does have, it's very enriched in history. But now it is coming back to life and there will actually be an event for it. There will be a festival on Serbunair Island. Yes, indeed. It is the environmental festival that will be taking over and, ta- and taking place over the next few days. So today, tomorrow, and after tomorrow, you have a chance to get to find out more about the heritage of the UAE. And it's great. It's crazy to think about having events once again during the COVID-19 pandemic. But the, but the Sharjah government has done all preventative measures and taken all the necessary precautionary measures to be able to make this become a reality. Now, Serbuner Island is actually an island that is filled with entertaining, but at the same time, very sustainable activities for people to get to find out more about how the island's ecosystems are being maintained. And it's also going to be motivating every visitor to this island to go ahead and also learn more about the biological diversity that the Emirates uh, and the Sharjah and the UAE has to offer. Yes, now the festival, which does target all segments of society, will boast a variety of activities, events, and even dynamic and attractive programs to create awareness, knowledge, and even entertainment. Now, again, we're looking at how this will actually continue to be an area of focus within the environmental awareness campaign that they are doing, which will preserve the environments of marine and coastal areas. I mean, who wouldn't want to go to an island? Yes. And uh, again, it does belong to the Emirate of Sharjah and is distinguished by its sandy beaches and even clear waters and the richness of its coral and marine life. Yeah. Now, back in 2000, the island was designated a protected area by His Highness Sheikh Dr. Sultan bin Mohammed Al Qasimi, who is the ruler of Sharjah. Now, just a fun geographical fact: the island is just located 60 miles northwest of, northwest of Sharjah and has an area of approximately 13 square kilometers. Again, it was very important back in the 1800s and even 1700s as well. As we did mention, it do, it's very rich in history. And actually, believe it or not, like three, four weeks ago, I went on Wikipedia and I read about it Ooh. because uh, it does talk about the Portuguese. It talks yeah. about uh, how it was a very, very, very important kind of pit stop when uh, they were going and, and uh, transferring supplies. But let's go and talk about breathable sand now and how that can bring Middle East deserts to life by holding on to water. Now, we do know sustainable growth and the need for food security in the future has prompted Middle Eastern economies to actually bank on renewable resources just like the solar and wind wind energy. But when it does come to the dry desert, we do spread that does spread across the region. Water does remain a valuable asset which will quench the thirst of the residents who do flood around the smart cities of tomorrow. We do know around the UAE we have smart cities that are so advanced but at the same time we have this desert so how can we actually get the most out of this desert yes indeed and the uae has actually been working on cloud seeding recently to increase rainfall we've seen the latest innovation with cloud seeding using drones to be able to 
basically entice those clouds to produce a little bit more rains. But local authorities are now also introducing smart ways of consuming water. The water crisis is bigger than we think. Many countries around the world are fighting over water. It's a very valuable asset. So what if we can modify the desert sand to make sure that it can hold on to this water for a very long time. I'm not sure if you know Hani, but underground water is a very big thing in the UAE and all around the world. It's actually considered one of the best forms of water for our crops, but at the same time for our bodies because they hold a lot of minerals. So the breathable sand tech kind of replicates how underwater underground water works because the sand particles are coated with a material that can allow it to collect rain and store it for years without the need to add any chemicals. So the company behind uh, the breathable sand has decided that water conservations in cities like Dubai, like Sharjah, like Abu Dhabi is the perfect way to make the most out of every droplet of rain. So what they're going to be doing is spreading that breathable sand all around the Emirates to try and meet that target of producing 40% of the food that its residents consume. So the UAE is trying to kind of decrease the amount of food that we import and encourage national crops, uh, national agriculture at the same time. Yes, now that enhanced soil could also provide fertile ground for green revolution since it does cut down on water consumption in agriculture by around 80%. Hence, the magic sand can work wonders for countries like the UAE, which do depend on imports for 90% of its food supply. Very interesting to know about breathable sand. Never thought uh, one day I would be talking about sand that can hold water. <laughs> Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it slots or on our Instagram, Pulse95 Radio. What do you think about breathable sand? And will you check out the Serbunir Island events? Ladies and gentlemen, we have around seven minutes until the halftime show. The only place to be at three with Omar Duri does kick off. But this does uh, kind of end future talk for today. We'll be seeing you guys tomorrow, same time, same place. So do keep Pulse95 logged because our shows do not stop. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.